You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Jay Wood and today we're joined by Vangelis Kiriazis from Stift Analytics and we're going to be talking about advisory services. Um, Joe, how are you doing? You having a good day? I'm having a very good day today. I do love a Wednesday. Wednesday's my six-figure bookkeeper day. And the day's gone well because I've received brownies in the post from Zero, which have made me happy. Salted caramel. Really, really happy. And then I've got flowers as well from the group that I did a live masterclass in. And I absolutely loved it. And I got some discovery calls from it. And they've sent me flowers to say thank you. So it's been a really nice start to the day. Amazing. Oh, Evangelist, thanks so much for joining us. You're in South Africa and experiencing much different uh, weather. Joe and I are sort of wrapped up in our jumpers today, um, but you're enjoying the sunshine. 100% great to be on uh, Zoe and, and Joe. Really looking forward to today. And yes, down in Johannesburg, actually. So uh, our whole team is based here and you're enjoying the summer. Uh, very different to, I think, the UK right now. Yeah, oh, it's great to see you. Thanks for joining us today. And thanks everyone who's joining us live. I can see that Michelle's here. If you're here, just say hi. And if you've got any questions as well for Vangelis, if you want to pop them in the chat, we're happy to answer questions live if we can help you. Um, so Vangelis, we wanted to have a chat about advisory services. Like we're really conscious of um, like the, the, the recession, people are worrying about their businesses and we want to help our clients in the best way possible. And we feel like, you know, advisory is really the way in to be supporting our clients. Um, do you want to start though by just telling us a little bit about your background and how you got to doing what you do right now? 100%, yeah, sure, Zoe. Uh, very similar to yourselves, actually founded my own practice uh, back in 2016. So um, down in South Africa, I went through the typical chartered accountancy route, uh, did my articles, left at the end of 2015, uh, wanted to start my own business and, and sort of go down the entrepreneurial route. And I thought uh, I had the skills, let, let me start my own practice. So really serving small business, uh, accounting, tax, payroll, uh, kind of the full suite of, of business offerings. And from that, uh, we, we actually built Sift Analytics. It was probably six months in. We got tired of, of sort of going to Excel and, and try to provide uh, reporting and advice to our clients. And we thought perhaps we can build some software to make this process uh, easier. So I actually ended up working in the practice for, for many years while trying to do Sift on the side, uh, kind of trying to do both. So built up a nice book of, of sort of clients and uh, the practice actually still runs today it's it's got a, a team of four uh, I'm on the software business now so someone has taken over from me but uh, definitely have a lot of clients that I've worked with over the years and and really try to get to know and, and provide sort of advice and, and sort of help them grow their business oh wow that's that's really impressive and I think I love it that 
you have built a software around a need that you had as a business owner, as a practice owner, and built something fit for purpose rather than coming from it as from the software point of view first, you've come from it like what the wants and needs are. So um, I, as we was just talking before we started the show, I said that I, the name of your business can seem, it seems very important. And like, I think analytics seems like really high end. And, and I think maybe as bookkeepers, not only do we get worried about things that aren't for us, we do think, you know, is this for us or is this for a qualified accountant? And is this not right for me? So, and we also get really, you know, nervous around talking about advisory and what that means. So should we start off with talking, what is advisory? Sounds good. Yeah, sure. So I think it definitely something that's, uh, and, and I think Zoe, you mentioned it earlier before you dived into it, Joe, definitely a term that's come up a lot more in the last five years. I think going through the pandemic, we saw uh, the need for sort of cash flow management, forecasting. Suddenly these became more and more critical because businesses were worried about covering payroll, who owes their money and, and can they sort of survive over the next few months. Uh, and I think the need to get some sort of advice from a, a trusted sort of advisor, whether it's a, uh, their bookkeeper, their accountants, uh, really started to become more talked about in the industry. So advisory, sometimes it's probably more correlated between the bigger the the clients, uh, the more there is a requirement for advisory and sort of uh, some sort of extra guidance and insights around their business. But I would say it's it's really just uh, providing something extra. You've perhaps completed the the bookkeeping work, uh, the, the sort of uh, financials up to date, uh, but it's taking that, sitting down with the, the business owner, diving into those numbers, seeing where they're headed, what they're planning towards, uh, seeing what you can do to assist them with more information to make better decisions. Uh, but something that shouldn't, is probably not right for every client, uh, probably like a very small percentage of your book actually needs advisory. Um, and a lot of the time it's more, let's give, give them what they need, but only in certain cases would advisory be right for clients. So I think sometimes we maybe talk about it a bit too much about this whole advisory space, when a lot of the time our clients just need their books to be up to date, their taxes filed on time, uh, and advisory can be something that maybe crops up, but it's not for 90% of your client base, it's more for 10% of your client base. So this I've talked a lot there. Uh, didn't no. give you much time to, to no, jump no, in, it's, Zoe. And, and, it's interesting yeah. because I'm kind of re looking at Joe right now, and like for anyone who's watching the video, and I'm kind of reading Joe because I know that Joe, like Joe has clients who are like much smaller, and you generally include a, an element of advisory in every package because you see that that's needed. And I think it might come down to like what your clients do. Like, I wonder what your thoughts are on it, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, it is really interesting. And and this is something that, um, I mean, I've, I've spoken about this subject at, at like account techs and things and people are like, really? Salon owners, they, they need advisory. And my client base, you know, our majority are salon owners. And I offer advisory to every single client. And I'll explain why, because I think it's about Lots. having a conversation. It's about explaining things that they don't know yet. It's about... I see advisory as helping them sleep well at night, knowing what their upcoming VAT bill is, knowing what their next corporation tax bill is, but helping them. I, I use it as part of like an accountability thing as a handholding, like their best friend in business that can explain to them, this is what you need to put aside. This is, so you never have to worry about that brown envelope dropping on the mat. 
and we've got you covered. But I find that people need that regularly, especially people that are building businesses but have no knowledge around finances. So for your kind, um, so um, it does depend on your client base, absolutely. So when you, maybe if you're working in a traditional accountancy firm and your clients have their own in-house bookkeepers and their finance director that are able to like navigate these numbers themselves, like they will do it internally. Correct. So then you as an accountant don't necessarily need to be there handholding because they've got that set up day to day. What I've found is our smaller clients where they don't even have room for a bookkeeper because they're filling up space to offer a service. They don't have a finance function at all. And then I'm finding that they really benefit from having a monthly 20 minute catch up, just talking about, did you make a profit last month? Was your sales on like on target? How much money have you got in the bank? Can you afford your next fat bill? Yep, yeah, all good. And there you go. So I find it really interesting. But again, I'm assuming you work with a lot of accountants, whereas us bookkeepers fill a different part of the market sometimes, don't we? Uh, agreed, Joe. And I think every client still needs that that catch up, that uh, sort of, um, yes, these are my numbers. This is where I'm at. This is my cash position. This is who owes my money. And these are my, my sort of uh, tax bills coming due, even the very small ones, you know. And I think that that's a space that we like to fill around being able to quickly give uh, a client a report, evidencing that, informing them of those potential liabilities coming up. But I think that that should be sort of part of the core offering, you know, sort of part of the, as you say, you've built it into every plan that's um, at your practice around every client gets that deliverable every month. And I think that should be a, a standard core. I think on, on the advisory side, maybe going much deeper there, doing uh, many hours there, understanding their business, maybe uh, pulling in some operational data around things from other systems. You know, in the salon business you mentioned, maybe uh, it's around sort of number of people per hour, the sort of utilization, people per day, trying to see where they can source cheaper products for the salon from uh, from different suppliers. So I think maybe the advisory side would be going that that step into uh, taking that information and maybe driving into a little bit more like detailed analytics on that to try kind of unlock more value in their business. But I, I yeah, definitely see the value in both. I love this idea of unlocking more value. Okay. So like, cause I know that advisory is so new to a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. So let's like break that down. So um, Vangelis, you were saying, so you've got your kind of core bookkeeping service. And then what would be really useful for every bookkeeper is to sit down with their client and have the kind of, a one sheet overview of this is where you are and here are some KPIs that you need to be aware of. These are some like key dates, amounts you need to have saved for tax, things that are coming up that you need to be aware of, clients, debtors, whatever. Um, and yes. then how do you, because I suppose you have to like, I, I suppose the traditional view of a bookkeeper is that that isn't part of the service. So even to get to a okay. point where you're offering that as a sort of starting point, like how do you frame that when you're having a conversation with a prospect and saying like, I want to support you. I know you need to have this information to be in a really good place running your business. How do you um, have a conversation about that as an offering in the, a starting point? And then how do you say from there, look, actually, you know, I think there's a lot more I can do for you here. I, I can see from your other systems connected to this, there's so much more I can do. How do you take them to that next step of this kind of like deeper advisory service if, if you want to offer that? 100%. I think um, 
the benefit of that is that if you start giving, I think, and in, in Joe's examples, if you start giving every client a, a sort of monthly reports on how their business is doing, and perhaps it's a quick 15 minute catch up uh, via video call or even a phone call, just checking in, these are your numbers, this is how you're doing. Uh, and if it's very quick for you to prepare that pack on a sort of monthly basis, so you're not spending an hour per client per month to get this information, suddenly you start to provide this to 15 clients per month, let's say. Um, some of them are going to be naturally, I actually want more of this. Uh, this has been super helpful. Uh, how can I get more of this? Let's, let's dig a bit deeper. Uh, I've got this and this coming up. So that 15 minute sort of check-in paired with a report that's really quick to prepare is and something that you can maybe work into um, Let's say you've got different packages at, at your, your practice. Maybe your very basic clients aren't getting that, but everyone from sort of silver up are, are getting this deliverable. It's a natural sort of stepping stone because you're meeting with them regularly. You're starting to understand their business. And maybe by meeting four or month four, they're like, I actually want more of this. Let's dig a bit deeper. So I think being able to provide something that's quite as a starting point to almost all clients, that's very quick. Um, some might just get it without the meeting. Others you can have the meeting with is a natural sort of way to start to, for them to see the value in it and to actually want more down the line. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And I think, I think what we've uncovered there is that um, these, like these conversations need to be happening more and more and that bookkeepers need to realize that you don't do the bank reconciliation and stop and go oh here's yes. now here's the bill that is you know our our the level of expectation needs to raise and we need to have we need to whatever you're doing have the conversations 100% and I agree with you there Joe I think you, you're definitely more than capable of, of providing an awesome report to your client that's uh, you know their businesses you're working with salons and multiple of them you know the drivers of their business you know what other salons have done to become super successful uh, I think you can do it and and it's rather take that next step rather than just stopping once you've maybe processed a few of the you've matched the bank transactions and and there's no point in stopping there. That next step to the report is just a, a few steps away. So worth taking. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a I think as we need to build confidence about having these conversations. So if we if we've just learned and we've just qualified as a bookkeeper and we understand the job that we need to do and we're doing the job and I I did it for years. I was like, here's the VAT return. Walk away. Do you want me to submit it? Okay, I'll submit it. Have you paid it? You've paid it. That was the conversation. And I did it for years and years. And that was not, it, there was no explanation. I wasn't a, I was a bookkeeper then. I didn't realize I owned my own business. And what did I need from my business? And what information did I want to know in order to be able to service my clients better? It was only really when I took on my own staff, when I became VAT registered in a limited company. And I was like, I've got all these responsibilities and I want to know this information. And I actually need to do this stuff for myself because I need to know it. And, and then like me and Zoe, we actually outsource that to somebody else now because we don't want to be doing the transactional stuff. We want to have, be the owners of the business and understand and have someone explain to us what's happening. So only when yes. we start doing that, do we realize that, the, that this amazing value and this is when we can stop thinking about charging £15, £12 an hour just for a service because actually the value that we give is amazing. But maybe when you get started, it's about 
like small steps. So, for example, you've completed yes. the bank reconciliation and that's all okay. The first, one of the first steps is could be to print out uh, the aged debtors and to and to provide that report and say, did you know these are the yes. clients that owe you money? Is there anybody here you'd like me to send an email? Would you like me to make a phone call? Would you like me to send statements? That's that's step one of it. Now, you could say I run a okay. credit control service, but it is a, it is helping you run a business. And yes, it's not advisory, but having a conversation about which one of these have you tried to chase and we're not getting anywhere would you like me to take on a debt collection agency could i help you with that that is helping someone yes. run a business and then you could go next you know you could look at their suppliers do you know do you know you get 60 days of that supplier but you tend to pay them on day 38 actually you know it could help your cash flow if you didn't pay them so quickly you could work your way through the reports even the reports that you have in your accounting date um software and just start sharing them one at a time with your clients until you slowly, yes. slowly build up. And then you can start thinking about, OK, I kind of get all these reports together. How could I collate that into something that was a lot more easy and manageable to um, to look at, prettier to look at, more inviting? Um, so you don't have to jump into it and offer everything. Just start slowly. You're right. I think just starting with maybe accounts receivable and, and the age analysis, you'll start to pick up things. Maybe you do it to five clients. You'll start to pick up similarities. Maybe there's a certain like uh, concentration risks and you'll start to maybe then you do connect with that debt collector uh, outsourced agency and you can start to refer your clients to them. So I think start with one problem, focus on being really, really sort of clued up in one area and then start to layer on some of the other reports to, to see where it takes you. I think this is really interesting because there are, within our accounting software, there are lots of reports you can run and the temptation is to throw them loads of information. But the problem, and, and I love this comment, Claire said, you know, clients love a graph. And I think once you know, hey, I could you could have this report and this report, it's really tempting to go, here's loads of stuff. The problem is you want the client to engage with it and get value from it. Otherwise, it's a waste of everyone's time. And you don't want them to be like, oh, you know, what she sent me now. Like that, you don't want them to feel like that. You want them to be like, oh, great. She's got the answer to that question that I'd really like to know. Um, in like thinking about, you know, the economic downturn at the moment and people being more tuned yes. in maybe cash flow and things what are the specific things that we could really help our clients with like if you were thinking about that one page dashboard you were giving them if you know if nothing else what could be the starting point here to really help your clients have better understanding of you know how financially fit they are awesome i think uh it comes down to cash balance and, and perhaps a short-term uh, cash flow forecast maybe 30 or, or 60 days out uh typically what money's coming in what's going out and the business owners would always be more informed with that information it's hard sometimes uh, if you're managing quite a few clients as a bookkeeper hard to know uh, specific clients and specific suppliers where your client might have a little bit more leverage. Uh, I think starting with 30 to 60 days out and a short-term sort of cash flow forecast can be helpful. And at the end of the day, a lot of uh, softwares out there are producing this automatically for you. So you can go and tweak some of the numbers, uh, but we're sort of starting with the bank balance today. We're looking at what invoices are due to come in, what bills are due for suppliers, and what typically occurs uh, and we're trying to give you a picture of that where you can make a few extra tweaks. Um, I think, yes, definitely worrying times at the moment. Uh, so all depend 
industry dependence and uh, can can be some difficult times ahead but yeah hoping uh, guys do get some advice on that so what, what are you guys doing uh, joe and, and zoe for your clients at the moment um absolutely that cash flow cash is king and um putting people's minds at rest and reviewing their cash flow on a monthly basis but really and what i love about the cash flow forecast and the opportunity for advisory there is that you know we take a look we're we kind of dissecting their business as we go down the cash flow you know we start off with the sales and we're like okay so we've got a budget in we had a budget in for you know 1500 15000 whatever it is a week and at the moment we're looking and you're kind of hitting that sometimes sometimes you're not what are you feeling about this month how's the business going let's have we we tend to go and look at their salon software what's the bookings that you've got until the end of the month yes. let's put in the actual figures nice. is there a chance for a re, like to do some retail oh, you've got this event coming up we're just it's talking like business owner to business owner just about every little bit of their business but also then we're mapping out what the next month two months three months looks like and at the end of it, they're like, oh, this is great. I can sleep at night. Or they're like, right, there's an issue in August. I'm going to run out of money. I can make a plan now and sort it out. So you're just kind of giving them all the tools that they need. And I just, you know, if, if you're going to start somewhere, I think, you know, with it, okay, you might use your um, accounting software to kind of start with, but like, you don't want too many reports, you know, maybe for you to read it and kind of have a conversation over. But I think that cash flow forecast is, is so, because that is the thing that people really, really worries people, isn't it? It's money. I do love that you've gone beyond just the accounting data, you know, uh, I guess as a sort of bookkeepers and accountants, we get stuck in the PL balance sheet, some of the accounting data, but the real value starts to happen in the customers and product side of things and in the bookings and in the forward looking stuff. So the accounting data tends to be, it's already happened, you know, it's in my bank and maybe I've invoiced for it, but the booking data of like, who's coming in, what appointments do I have scheduled and looking at that over time, is really sort of, forward-looking data rather than this lag data that we sometimes get stuck in so going more towards customers and products is where like the meat of the business lies and and the real information whereas sometimes when you get down to a pnl or balance sheet it's actually too far down the line and it's hard to actually draw in any information out of the, the sales line I think we always go back to, you know, when you're studying and you've got to learn all these ratios that you can do with your P&L and balance sheet and they're like, oh, what were those ratios? It's not about that. It's about what other information is there in the client systems that they're using. So like for Joe, for example, like who are the, like how many clients are rebooking at the point of having their appointment and can you upsell them something at that point? Is there something else? She, Joe gave a great example once of how if people are having their nails done, they can also have like an eye mask or something while they're sat in the seat having their nice. nails done like it's 50% like 50% off it's, on that yes makes yeah, sense I, I think having, the time. Like, it's like helping your client like often if you say to somebody there's a shortfall you know you're looking at a shortfall like or I can see I know that your overheads are this much each month like you need to make sure you're covering that and having those kind of conversations and once they see well there's a shortfall at this point they usually know that they have a way to generate that income. It's just that they needed the incentive to push it in some way. So for you to say, right, how could you quickly make an extra £2,000 next month in your business? They'll be like, oh, well, I suppose I could do that. Um, they usually know the answer. It's not like you're going to have this them in tears, um, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, they, it's helping them find solutions and being, because we're business owners just like 
small business owners are. So we're just sitting at the table with them saying, I get business, you get business. Okay, I've got more financial training than you, but let's just have a conversation business owner to business owner. Like what's going on for you right now? How can we sort this out? It's that, isn't it? It's coming to the table at their level. And that also tends to be the, the best conversations and the best part of the job as well. I think actually talking to your clients, getting to know their business, I think it's the definitely was the most enjoyable part of, of running a, a firm for myself. Uh, getting to know their business, the drivers of it, where they can push a bit harder. It's, it's the problems that aren't sort of fighting with software and, and allocating transactions. I think it's it's the nicest part of the job as well to, to dig into that information with them. And I definitely think it, it heads to that advisory space that we, we mentioned earlier. Starting to talk about customers and products and what else you can do is is moving away from just reporting on accounting and tax payments and, and what's happened, but it's more the forward-looking side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... If you were going to start, say say you've been a bookkeeper for a few years and you've been doing this bookkeeping and doing standard traditional bookkeeping, maybe, I mean, maybe you've had a few conversations around the P&L or, you know, quarterly or something, but never really delved into like cash flow. How would you start having a conversation with your clients about this? Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh something that you want to sort of change the way the, the relationship has gone you know maybe it's been a set fee and you, you've delivered your work every every now and then but I guess you want to start branching into those new services so I think being able to have prepared the report already to take it with I don't think I think talking around it might not be uh, you could mention it to the client but I think rather going with something to show them you know, hey, I've run this uh, short-term cash flow forecast for your business. Uh, keen to take a look at it with you and and see if it's accurate. It looks like your cash position in the next 60 days is, is heading a bit low to be able to cover payroll and, and other things like that. So I think having something to talk to is, is a great way to do it. Um, and even if it's very simple, sort of keep it again, one, one, two pages. Let's not go too detailed off the bat. We don't want to frighten them away and suddenly they it's it's a bit too deep sorry so um i i, I really think it's it's about that talk it's, when you're having the conversation with them i like the idea of having something for them to physically see i think sometimes what we're offering as a service is kind of smoke and mirrors and so actually i think having this kind of actual report of something that we can sit down and look at together really helps us with the value exchange and um you know like when you go and buy you know a mac or something you're like all oh, right there's the money there's a physical <laughs> item but for us it's like well, yes. you're just producing something that hmrc needs i don't and you're going to give me a tax bill that's not really like valuable is it so having this and actually helping them to know oh, okay i've got enough money okay i've done that i've got a, i've got a tax pot savings there and VAT pot there and that's really helpful oh I can actually so I could start now for my Christmas party for my staff and okay that's good let's map that out and the question um conversations like that really make you feel like you're a partner in and that's why I like working with people that I like I mean I know yes. shock horror but I because I want to actually have a conversation where we're on the same page and we can actually have a really honest conversation about what is it that you want out of this business? Why do you get up every day and drive to this place and do all this work? And then when you delve deeper, it's like, oh, you know, I'd love to have a villa in Spain one day. And well, let's map that out. Let's figure out how you're going to get there. Um, 
And that's what I think it does come with confidence. And I understand. But the amount of times I say to people, I don't know the answer to that, but I will go and find out for you. That's all you have to be willing to do. So no one's and actually what I find is that most other business owners aren't business owners, they're self-employed, they've created jobs for themselves, and they go to work and they take most probably less home than their own staff. You know, they work really hard, and they haven't actually built this profitable business. So actually, what you do have to bring to the table is so valuable. um, But you do need to price for it. And you do need to charge for it. But I like the idea of taking something to the table, that tangible thing and say, do you like this? Let's talk about it. Let's see what this means to you. Is this valuable to you? I could do this for you for, you know, so so and so pounds a month. Is that something you'd like going forward or yes. quarterly? And um, and I think it is about getting started. Earlier, I was on a call with somebody and um, Tom in our success lounge, he was saying that he always tries out new services on his most favorite client. And he might, and he, as he likes them and he feels it's a really fair value exchange at the moment, what he does with them, he doesn't mind doing something for them, creating something for them and giving it to them as maybe a freebie to begin with, just say as using it as market research and say, if I was to give this to you at this price, how would you feel about that? And really find out what they, what they feel because he feels that they're really honest with him and he values. And then he says, if they say, Oh yeah, that's really good. I like this going forward. He knows it's a, he's got that confidence then to go and um, promote that to the rest of his uh, clients. 100%. 100%. I think all of us will have a few favorite clients that we've worked with. I think uh, probably even a couple of my first clients were family members. So always good to to test things out on them as well. Uh, and then, again, love that sort of something basic. Can I do it more advanced? Uh, something basic quarterly, if you want this monthly and in more detail, then it's, it's, it's sort of the, these pricing. So I think it's yeah, worth testing the waters, but it, it won't happen quickly. Uh, it's it's an iterative process, you know, try it one client, maybe another. Um, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, Evangelist, can you tell me a little bit about SIFT Analytics and how we could use that as a tool to uh, pull this kind of information out for our clients? It's... Uh... Yeah, sure. So it's actually uh, a lot of, I guess, reason we, we're talking about this today, but it's really where uh, SIFT sits. It's the end of this value chain of accounting. You've done all of your processing in your general ledger software, Zero, QuickBooks, Sage, and you really want to take that data and give it to your clients in a way that's very visual so that they can understand it, so they can see trend and seasonality. Yes, we'll do things like P&Ls and balance sheets and, and the more advanced stuff, uh, but it's really about simplifying accounting data. And we make all of this really, really quick and very automated. So you could go run off 20 reports in a few seconds, one for all of your clients. You've had to do no sort of... Uh, mapping or sort of editing and you've got a really professional document that you can give to them but it's taken you absolutely no time and you can really spend that time actually looking at it interpreting it and thinking about things to talk to them about so uh, yeah that's that's really where we sit taking that accounting data making it look easy simple to understand and and helping you uh, sort of get access to that without fighting with excel and and sort of uh, trying to get the data yourself Okay, that's interesting. So I know, like, I, I'm definitely one of those people who sat with Excel thinking, well, I could do this myself, you know, I can make something look good, and I can customize it to my clients. But I think that's the challenge, isn't it? Like, it becomes a massive job for us. And then it, it feels harder to go out and sell it. Because you're like, I've got to create, I've got to create all these things, when am I going to get that done? So having something automated is 
or as automated as possible, you know, is really helpful. Advisory is like quite, I feel like it's still quite new. And I know there are bookkeepers in our community who aren't offering this as a service yet and might take a while maybe to get on board. I've seen lots of tools come along at, that will connect in with software and pull reports that you can customize in different various ways and um, offer different views of information. What I'm just thinking about like AI and robots yes. and everything that's changing. What do you think's happen? Like what's going to happen next in advisory? Do you think that that's going to change anything about the way that we get information for our clients? Uh, I think there's definitely some application for it, you know, to review allocations of transactions against big data sets and, and sort of some ma machine learning in, in that area. I guess that natural language processing on, on taking uh, information and turning it into like easy to understand sentences that, that clients can interpret is, is also quite valuable. But again, it's, it's probably a symbiotic relationship where uh, us working as bookkeepers and accountants with the technology actually become more efficient. So instead of it taking, again, an hour per client to produce the report, it's going to take a minute per client and we can spend the time actually sitting with them in that conversation, uh, talking business owner to business owner and learning about their business. So uh, I still like to think of um, there's actually so much value in 90% of your client base in providing them with the reports, evidencing the work's done, talking to them about their business. Uh, if I think back to my time, I probably spent most of my time just ensuring the work was done, bookkeeping's done, tax returns are filed. Then there's only a few clients that really needed that advisory, really big guys that uh, wanted this heavy board pack and management meeting that I'd have to attend and other guys that needed ad hoc forecasting. So I think there's still so much scope to just deliver great service and like in 90% of the book. And then there's always the potential, which sometimes becomes more ad hoc in the advisory space. But the, the monthly recurring, most of your book, it needs that sort of reporting and, and a sit down and evidence of what's coming up. But uh, it's, perhaps a bridge to advisory down the line yeah people are people matter like th this is where we are this is why we're valuable because we're humans interpreting information yes agreed it's still and i think that's uh, people are still they want you've got knowledge across many clients you've seen it you know there's this information sort of uh, asymmetry sometimes for a business owner they they know you've got the knowledge and you've got other clients so i think they, that's still going to be really valuable going forward. Absolutely. I actually asked chat GPT the other day, like will technology take over bookkeepers work? And even the robot said no. So I, I trust the robot. He said, he said no, because you're a human. And um, so, um, yeah, um, Vangelis, it's been so lovely to talk to you yeah. today and hear about SIFT analytics. How do we find out more about SIFT analytics if you want to take a look at the pro uh, software? Sure. Uh Awesome. We've just popped it up, siftanalytics.com. Uh, visit our website, take a look through. You can always jump on a trial of our software, see what it does, uh, or watch a few videos on, on YouTube, but you'll be able to link to that from our siftanalytics.com website. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vangelis. Thanks everyone who's been here live as well and everyone who's asked a question. Um, we will see you next week for another episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Take care. Bye. Bye. Cheers, cheers. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.